Hi everyone and welcome to Understand the Bible. In this session we are looking at whether it's right for Christians to be involved in politics. Now this is quite a divisive issue. Uh, uh, Christians tend to, to disagree about this. Some Christians say well we should just stick to preaching the kingdom of God and we should stick to the message of Jesus and let, you know, let everything else take care of itself. Other people seem to think, well, actually, God needs us to bring about the kingdom of God through political means. So, you know, the, the equality, the all of the blessings, we need to use politics to achieve that. Um, now, I think the truth lies somewhere within those two extremes. I think both of those extremes are, are mistaken views. But I think that um, there are nonetheless some helpful things that the Bible has to say. And what we're going to do in this uh, in this session is we're going to look at five kind of things, five boundaries, if you like, or five points that the Bible gives us, which help us to put um, engaging in politics into perspective. Because I think that, um, you know, yes, we should engage, but we need to, to have it rightly. So, um, so with that in mind, we're going to dive in. Number one is this, that God made everything. So this is what it says in Psalm 24, verse 1. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. So God didn't just make the Christians, obviously, but he made the whole world, that everything on the earth belongs to God and was made by him. And that's the, the first important thing to realise, that being a Christian is not and cannot be just a private thing between you and God. You have to care about other people and society as well. That's how it goes, because God cares. God made and cares for other people and society. He He cares about them uh, worshipping him. You know, he wants every society to worship him and he cares about obeying him. He wants every society and everyone to to obey his laws and to do what is right, to love him and to love others. So we should desire to see God worshipped and obeyed in our own town, our own um, whatever, our region, our nation uh, and across the world. So this is what it says, for example, in Psalm 119, verse 136. Streams of tears flow from my eyes, for your law is not obeyed. So when God's ways are, are not obeyed, then that should cause us to grieve and that should motivate us to action. So you know, we should care when we see that God's laws are not obeyed. That's principle number one. Principle number two is that real change happens through proclaiming the gospel. So let me read you a couple of verses from Romans. This is Romans chapter 10, verses 14 and 17. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. So we hear the message and then we believe. We hear the message through as it's preached to us, then we believe. And that is what really brings about change and that the difference that we want to see in society is when we hear and when we believe in the message. So preaching the gospel will bring about a change in society as more people hear the message, as more people believe. So that's the, the second point. The third point is that politics can aid in the proclamation of the gospel. And I'd like to tell you about a man called Thomas Cromwell. Uh, a couple of years ago now, 
I read his biography by um, DMA McCulloch. And that was, it's a really good book. It's a long book, a um, very good book. And it sort of goes through in, in a lot of detail about Thomas Cromwell's life. And uh, in case you don't know who Thomas Cromwell is, he was basically um, sort of the, the Lord Protector of, of England, kind of like Henry VIII's right-hand man. And that was when the, the Reformation was sort of kicking off, when the Church of England began. And I think, you know, one man, Thomas Cromwell, he made a huge difference he put his beliefs into practice and um, we may um I, I disagree with some of the ways that he did that I, I think he was a little bit dishonest and um you know he didn't always do things in the way that i would have wanted a christian to do them but nonetheless he made a huge impact just to give you one example it was under his influence that henry the eighth ordered that every uh, that an english bible be placed in every parish church up and down the country you think about that, that before that, the Bible had only been available in Latin. But Henry VIII uh, ordered that, that Bibles be placed, English Bibles be placed in every parish church. And think about the, the, the impact that that must have had. So politics did serve the purpose of the gospel. So um, I think sometimes people, especially people in the Western world, people in the UK, don't appreciate the role which politics has played in our in our history and in our freedom to preach the gospel. Um, you know, I think that we we do have freedom in this country, and it is down to the fact that we've had a government who have uh, listened to the Bible and who have wanted to sort of promote um, Christianity. So politics has played a role. The fourth principle is that God calls us to care about others. God calls us to care about others. This is what it says in Proverbs chapter 31 and verse 8. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. So this is a verse which, um, there are a lot of Proverbs about this. Proverbs speaks a lot um, about this, actually. But speaking up for people who, who can't speak for themselves, that is, and that is a lot of what politics is about, isn't it? It's about trying to, to look after everyone in the country so that not just the rich and the powerful are, are protected, but, but actually everyone. It, you know, it's a society that works for everyone. That's part of the point of, of politics. And and that's what that's what Proverbs said that we should look up, we should look after people who can't speak for themselves. We should seek to make sure that our society is a society where everyone can flourish, and what, you know which doesn't just promote the interests of a particular rich and powerful group. Um, and if that's something that that you care about, if you feel yes, I do want society to be to be. Um, equal. I do want the poor to be looked after. I do want people who don't have the opportunity to speak up for themselves to have their voice heard. Then politics might be a good thing for you to be involved with. You know, those two, um, the kind of Christian interest there would dovetail with, with going into politics. And there are people who do particularly feel that calling on their lives to go into politics and to put, you know, Proverbs 31.8 uh, into action. Um, but there are limitations, and this is point number five. We need to remember that politics has limitations. So let me read Psalm 118, verses 8 and 9. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humans. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. So the, the, the key point of the psalm is that it's better to take refuge in God 
it's better to trust him than to trust him in governments or in any human being to sort things out. And that's, that is the thing at the end of the day, that human beings have limited power to sort things out. Only God can sort out the kind of things which... Uh, the, the, the deepest problems that we have and that is ultimately because the deepest problem that we have is sin and no political solution can solve that problem only uh, God by the power of the Holy Spirit you know forgiving us through Jesus changing our hearts that is the only way ultimately that we can defeat uh, that problem so politics does have uh, limitations the number one thing that God wants us to do think about the um, the the uh, two greatest commandments as Jesus said the number one thing is to love God with all our heart soul mind and strength and the second thing is to love our neighbor as ourselves. and those two things go together this you see this all the time in the Old Testament in the prophets how the prophets would call people back to worship God and you know when things had gone wrong in society it was because they weren't worshiping God so we need to prioritize worshiping God but and we need to recognise that, that human solutions have limitations. But that doesn't mean that there is no value to, to human kind of politics and, and wanting to look after people, as long as we get things in the right uh, perspective. So I'd like to finish this by giving you a couple of examples, one good and one uh, not so good, I think, about politics and engagement with politics. The first one is that of William Wilberforce. So William Wilberforce, if you don't know, he was... Um, he was a Christian and he was instrumental in the abolition of slavery, uh, of the slave trade back in the, um, the uh, 18th and 19th centuries. And he acted on his Christian beliefs and he believed, came to believe that, that slavery was an evil and wrong uh, thing. And he campaigned against it. He went into Parliament and he campaigned against it and he tried to persuade people and so on. And uh, it's a really interesting um, story if you want to look into it, into William Wilberforce. And there are others too, people like John Newton, who was um, a um, former slave trader and he famously wrote Amazing Grace. So he was um, instrumental as well in helping to end uh, the slave trade because of his Christian beliefs. So that's one example where I think we would say that Christians made a really positive impact in um, in in politics and in the world you know and ending the slave trade i think that was a really good thing um, to do and it's got to the point now through society where i think most people would think that slavery was just unthinkable um you know that that over time that attitude has just kind of become the way that we think and we owe that to our christian um, forebears um but the, um, there are also times, I think, when, when it goes too far. So the other example I had of, is of the Black Lives Matter movement. Now, this is something which um, a lot of Christians have got behind. And, and there are good reasons for that, because, of course, you know, we all racism is a, is a wrong thing, isn't it? You know, racism is evil and we want to stand against it. But I think it does show the the limitations of politics because the way that, that some people have been, been talking about it is almost as if that they want to eliminate racism itself. They want to change the human heart. And, you know, this is the thing with the law, that the law can make discrimination illegal. It can punish people who do discriminate. It can punish people who use racist remarks and so on. But at the end of the day, it can't actually eliminate racist attitudes and, and racism from society. The law is powerless to do that. 
that only God can, at the end of the day, change our hearts to eliminate racism. And this is where I think that Black Lives Matter, I would I would say, is... And I think that most of the people who support Black Lives Matter do it for the best of reasons. And I can really understand it because I know that there are a lot of problems in, in society. At the same time, I think some of the ways that they go about it, um, I think, are, are trying to accomplish too much with politics. And actually, I would say that, you know, preaching to the heart and proclaiming the gospel and helping us to to see each other as, as brothers and sisters um, and, you know, proclaiming that unity, especially the unity in Christ in the church is the way that that, that will be, that that will change. So, um, yeah, politics. It's a good thing to be involved in. Uh, we need to remember that ultimately worshipping God is what makes the real difference, um, the biggest difference in society. And we need to aim for that as our number one priority. But also that there are things that can change for the good um, through political means, as long as we commit it to God and as long as we seek his will in, uh, in doing that. Well, I hope that this session has been uh, helpful in just beginning to understand a little bit about uh, some of the principles about political engagement. Um, uh, there are a lot more things that you could say. So I've really only scratched the surface here and I'm sure that if you want to leave a comment below or whatever, I'm sure that um, lots of people have lots of different perspectives. So do do feel free to, to comment below and um, I'm, I'll leave a couple of links as well. I've written on my blog, um, on my own sort of personal blog about politics as well a couple of times. And I'll just leave that up as well, just in case anyone is interested to explore some of these things a little bit further. But thank you very much for joining me today and I hope that you enjoyed this session. Do click the, uh, the like button, the subscribe button and uh, follow the channel and you get more like this. And there's lots more content on the website as well about learning uh, Christianity and engaging and how Christianity relates to the world and so on. So thanks very much everyone and until next time, God bless.